What is up, everyone? Welcome to the show. Uh, we got Ryan and myself, Jeff Malat, with you. And then if you look in the background there, we've got a special guest host, Jim Clark, on the phone looking at Clark's uh, comments about Jim Clark, probably. And then we're honored to have uh, Greg Blanchard. You guys know him from YouTube, from tournaments across the country, literally from, you know, I've been watching your success, Greg, east to west, from New York to California, and even in Texas. So uh, thank you for joining us tonight, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. So, Greg, like, how how did you get started in the whole YouTube thing? Like, what what made you decide to kind of take that avenue? Um, I mean, honestly, it started out as, you know, just a hobby. Um, I think this was back in 2013. Uh, it was my second year kayak fishing. Got a GoPro for uh, my birthday and, you know, got a kayak for that Christmas. So uh, pretty much just went out there and filmed just for the heck of it. And, uh, you know, made edits and put them on YouTube for fun, just kind of for friends, family, my own, you know, pleasure. But uh, really just, you know, for fun. It was nothing ever, you know, initially as like, a, you know, trying to you know make it or do, you know, do it as a living. It was just kind of something for fun. And then over time, it just, I guess, snowballed. And now it's, it's not a job or anything now, but it's something I dedicate a good part of my week to. So I've been fortunate. Did you start uh, tournament fishing then, or like when did you start like competitively fishing? No, so uh, my I got the YouTube thing going my second year of kayak fishing, um, and then the third year uh, I upgraded my boat to a, a native watercraft Slayer Propel 13. And that was my first year of tur tournaments. I did a couple in New York. Uh, I did some in Delaware. And uh, I've always been a huge bass fishing fan. I, you know, I, I grew up watching Bassmaster, FLW, you know, the outdoor channel. I mean, I always loved professional bass fishing. So I've always been a fan. So just, uh, you know, having the opportunity to compete in a kayak um, was definitely appealing to me. So I started out pretty much out of college, you know, doing tournaments. Um, I'm a traveling physical therapist. So my work allows me to travel and it has allowed me to pretty much, you know, fish different tournament scenes around the country. So it started out in New York, went to Delaware then Texas and California, and it's just been a crazy ride since. So I know Texas and California actually have bass. Do New York and Delaware, I mean, I know that's a huge thing. <laughs> like, we got Aaron White up there, and I mean, just—I don't think there are bass in Delaware. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple in Delaware, a couple in New York. They just don't get as big as those Texas bass. But uh, no, actually, believe it or not, I've had some of my best uh, fishing um, days out of a kayak in Delaware. Some of the—it's got like a bunch of little ponds, and ironically, it's actually got a couple ponds with cypress trees. The only other place, other than Caddo, I fish cypress trees, and I remember catching some catching some good ones out of there so delaware delaware does have a few fish so jack vandenberg says greg is your favorite lure that custom chatterbait oh the custom oh is the chattercraw i'm assuming he's talking about probably uh no it's not my favorite lure i haven't caught a fish on it yet so it's still uh working its way up <laughs> john allen says now your favorite lure is a cinco yeah. It it's up there. It's do you know my... John? Are you familiar with the Allen brothers from Texas at all? Did you have the That's pleasure not... of meeting either one of them? 
I believe I have met them. I believe I have met them at some point. I could be wrong. That sounds familiar. He and Clifton are their their regulars of getting booted out of KBN, which is amazing. Oh, the <laughs> only ones. What do you got, Jeff? I say they're the only ones to be ever booted. But uh, yeah, Greg, as you know, one of the few guys that I've seen that have had success with a with a large YouTube channel and tournament success combined. Uh, how have you been able to manage that? Has one helped the other, or they just kind of blended together naturally? How have you been able to pull that off? Um, I would say that, you know, it's it's just been a lot of good luck, a lot of good fortune. Um, again, the YouTube thing, even when I was doing the tournaments in Delaware, uh, in New York, uh, in my first couple of years of you know traveling for work, my actual job, um, it was just for fun. But I will say that when I went to Texas, I uh, went to Texas kind of on a whim, um, mainly for the fishing, but, uh, you know, the work, work was a priority when I went to Texas and started fishing the cat series, the kayak angler tournament series, that was the year that I would say that the blend of tournament fishing and YouTube really kind of complemented each other. Um, that's when I actually noticed my videos getting more views, um, you know, a lot of good feedback on the tournament videos. Uh, and I learned a lot too that year in texas i mean i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i went to texas that year with two-piece bass pro shops spinning uh bait casting rods two-piece rods so it, that if that tells you anything about me still learning how to bass fish you know i'm not like a veteran of bass fishing by any means but uh basically that year was a big learning year and it um, you know it, it definitely helped the youtube channel so I don't know. I always say that like for me and just like fishing in general, whether it's tournaments or the YouTube thing, I just love fishing. I'm literally obsessed with fishing. I, you know, before I even had a kayak, my summers off were pretty much fishing from the bank every day. So, or watching, you know, Bassmaster, FLW. I mean, I'm still a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't know. I just, I just love the sport. So that's probably the, the, the biggest thing that's helped me. So the Cats Trail in Texas, that's a pretty legit ran trail, right? I mean, as far as series goes, like it's pretty, you know, yeah. nailed yeah. down to the to the T, right? Yeah, I mean, my first it was my first uh, experience with a big tournament. You know, I was coming from these local club tournaments in Delaware, New York, like you know, fifteen to thirty guys at most, and then I show up to my first Cats event. There's 120 people. And, you know, it was, you know, guys with Hobies and natives and, you know, guys with like 15 rods on their boats and, you know, <laughs> six, 16 inch graphs. I'm like, what is this? What is this? And uh, yeah, they're legit. They, there's a lot of good sticks in that series. And uh, it was, a, like I said, a really good learning experience as well. How is it in California? Like what's what's the layout? I know uh, are you're with the you fish NorCal mostly. Is that kind of yeah, yeah. trail series you run? Yeah, I'm in uh, the Bay Area, essentially, right outside of San Francisco. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, 40 minutes from the Delta, depending on where you go. Uh, but, yeah, the series that I fish out here is the Yakabass series. Uh, and it's NorCal. Um, it's, you know, a lot of the Delta. We've got a few uh, lakes around here, Lake Comanche, Berryessa. Um, but uh, that's primarily where I'm, I'm fishing and based out of right now. So, I mean, there are big fish on the Delta, right? There are big fish on the Delta. Definitely. Can you tell me why Abel Patino cannot catch a big fish? <laughs> I think he so does catch small, big like, fish. He's like Monster Mike. Like if he held a decent sized fish, it's going to look huge. Why can we not get Abel a big fish? 
Uh, I don't know. I, I thought he's caught a couple in his day. Um, he, last year he caught a, well, I don't know if he caught big no. fish last year. He, he caught uh, consistent his, fish last year. His, his big fish last year was like 18 inches. Like if you can just take it, I'll, I'll pay you to guide him. Just let him <laughs> hold a big fish once and it's going to be awesome. Well, I mean, he either way last year, he wasn't complaining too much. So, <laughs> Hey, I heard a rumor. Basically, I saw it in our group chat. Abel said he's going to take some money home this weekend. Oh, Barry Esso. Okay. Hey, he's calling a shot, man. He said he said he's got his, his rig polished up. He's ready to spin it out. So, I mean, we actually had a KBF event there. Our first California tournament. That was our first tournament this year. And I think Abel did get a top 10 there. So, uh, he knows the lake. I mean, I don't know if he'll win it, but, I mean, hey, we'll, we'll I, see. I, I've seen the results out there. I don't know what he does, but he he can cut some checks out in California. Don't don't bring him to the southeast though. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no drop shot in there. No, he might. Well I'd be in the house. I'd be in trouble. I'd be in trouble too then. <laughs> uh, I think I saw it. What was that? You're holding up about a ten thousand dollar check or something? Yeah, it was, it was around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he that, probably, that was a sank. That was a senko now. though. That was a senko, not a drop shot though. That's right. So it was on the bottom instead of six inches off the bottom. Yeah. That's hey, the difference. Let's talk about that for a second because watching your performance there at KBF, I've, I've seen your, your videos that you put up about it, and it didn't seem that you or most of the other guys were doing anything extravagant as far as bait selection or anything like that. It was finding the fish more than anything, huh? Uh, definitely. Definitely. I think it was about the area. I mean – I probably could have thrown a lot of baits uh, in those areas and gotten the same bites, but um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it was about the area I was in. I'd say my biggest, uh, the thing that helped me the most, and I don't really know how well I portrayed this in the, in the three video series I had was just the exploring new water at the end of each tournament day. So I almost, I mean, I got my limit each day relatively quickly but uh, I'd always, you know, after day one and day two, uh, that afternoon, I'd spend some time, you know, exploring some new water. And each day, each tournament day, one, two, and three, or two and three, I remember I would actually fish that water I found the day before. And uh, luckily, I kept moving north. And day three, I moved far en enough north to find that really good wad of fish. I just kind of wish I found it earlier. <laughs> How many people were fishing in your area? Um, so day one and day two, that bulk, that area, mainly, uh, not many, I'd see a, I'd see a few other kayakers, but we weren't fishing the same water. I was right up against the bank more or less. And they were kind of out on the outer edges of the trees. Even the bass boats were kind of on the outside of the trees. I was the only one. It looked like that was right up against the bank. That's lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. I couldn't believe it. Cause if you just went up there and stood up, I mean, you'd see what, what lived there. So yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So Zachary Wilson wants to know, are there any other places that you would want to move or you haven't been to yet to work slash fish? Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I've, I've got a little list on my uh, little notepad of bucket list places. I, you know, I'll be honest, there's a few States in there. Florida is one of them. Um, one of the Carolinas, Carolinas would be nice. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's an interesting part of my life because, you know, I, I say I'm still traveling and I technically am a contractor still for my, my real job, but I've been in California for two years, you know, contracting work. So I've kind of uh, established my work self here. 
I guess you could say, is like contracting work just because there's a lot of work here for me. But uh, I, I hope I have the opportunity to go to, you know, like say Florida for two weeks at a time or South Carolina or go back to Texas for two weeks. So uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. So Clifton Allen says you make the best videos and you can stay at his house anytime when you want Thanks, to go back Clifton. to Texas. So I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Might pick um, you up on that. Now, Florida, man, Florida's got some huge fish. Like, it's almost yeah. full. Even Shane went out and caught, like, a freaking 25-inch. Uh, I think I saw that. Together. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, nuts. Well, Jim says 24 and three quarters. I went ahead and rounded up and said 25. But, you know, yeah, okay. Either way, either way, that's two of Jim's fish. So, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad fish. So, so Zachary Wilson says, do you ever see yourself doing YouTube full time? Like, what does it take? I, I mean, obviously not many of us have an idea, but what does that take to, to make a career out of that? I know Gene did it, you know, through his through his series. Uh, but, yeah. you know, what, what's it what's it require? Um, That's a good question, because I well, you know, first, actually, I don't ever see myself doing YouTube full-time to be honest with you um, I actually really like my job as a physical therapist at a rehab center I, I do I, I enjoy it very much and I, I've mentioned this on a few other uh, podcasts but um, for me it's uh, it's almost like I can go fish four or five days in a row real hard and I almost like kind of need to recharge my batteries by doing something a little different I mean granted I could still fish but you know going back to work is just a nice change of pace but after three or four days of work I'm ready to go fish um so if that makes any sense but as far as doing YouTube full-time um I mean right now my upload schedule is three times or every three days which that's a lot of content that's a lot of fishing that's a lot of <laughs> editing um but i think you know if anyone wants to do it full time you've got to go all in i mean you got to be completely dedicated you got to be able to grind it out i mean it's not something that happens overnight um i've had good luck with youtube and just kind of be, being in the right place at the right time but i don't see myself doing it full time ever just because i enjoy my other job so it'll always be like a part-time thing for me i'll tell you what it's uh I've been a fan of yours for several years on there and watched a ton of your videos. And one of the things I enjoy about them is they're not uh, advertisements. I mean, you're very open and share what you're, what you're doing, but it's literally like you're taking us fishing with you. And, and that's, you know, been nice to watch uh, over these last few years as you do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've definitely had a few videos where I will probably, push a product more than others and it's never like blatant in your face oh this is the thing you got to get and uh you know i've been fortunate in the past year to you know get some companies to you know get behind me and uh, work with them but uh, i know that all those conversations have been you know and they've all been agreeing it's i'm not going to do you know instagram posts i'm not going to like say this video is brought to you by or, or not that i'm not going to say like you need to go here just that kind of stuff i, I just don't do it and luckily, all those companies have been on board with that. So I just, uh, I don't know. I like uh, fishing and taking folks with me. And uh, that's just what I enjoy doing. Yeah, that's awesome. So Ryan, I know you had some questions about boat rigging. Uh, how did you do your boat different for the national championship? Did you do anything different? Or did you always have it rigged as far as motors? kind of apparatus Quit that the, uh, the uh, swamp lands down there 
Um, my, yeah, my boat pretty much just went as is. Um, I mean, I think the big thing with the boat and the, the Torquedo that definitely helped me mention the Torquedo a few times, but, uh, the Torquedo, man, that stuff, I was fishing a lot of shallow grass and, you know, I'm in a native Titan 10.5, not the smallest boat, not the most aerodynamic, but, uh, it's a stable platform, but, you know, fishing that shallow grass, um, I would get hung up with the propel drive, the pedal drive, but uh, that Torquedo, I pretty much mowed through a lot of that stuff, which was super, help, super helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kept, my tournament rig is pretty much always the same. I didn't really modify anything uh, for it, for the uh, NCs. Uh, Randy Creason says, you have paid for all the Rage Menace baits you've helped sell over the years. <laughs> I, I, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I, that's been a staple. I think when I actually, speaking of Texas, that was when I got on the Rage Menace bite and like, I don't know, every tournament, I just had a great flicking bite with the Rage Menace. So yeah, I've, a, I've always got a stash of them in the boat. <laughs> that's a killer here. So, swing head in the rocks. Uh, on the really? Rich, uh, Rich Shrecker Rose says, uh, you definitely need a motor for a native left face. So I'll tell you a little bit about Rich. Uh, Rich broke his drive about a month ago in a Hobie, and he's been very, very salty ever since. So um, we're going to send out, you know, our condolences, maybe a prize pack or something if Jeff has some extra baits that he's not using over his shoulder there that he can, he can send him away. What you want? Uh, send him I got, I got white with With uh, one left, Ooh. I'll send him right there. Yes. We'll send him that. I'll wow. pay value. I'll PayPal you for that one. All right. Oh man, you're like you're like me. I've got like six different packs in my boat at all times with like one bait in them. Yeah, it's like it's together. The best use of space. <laughs> so, so today I I was out fishing and I I found this bite. I needed a pretty heavy rod. <laughs> all I had was like a spinning rod, so I'm I'm throwing 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 my spinning gear up in some brush and stuff, getting all all wrapped up on some trees. And it seems like every time that um, in a situation like that, I never have, uh, what I need. I had the little hooks with the peg that you stick down, you know, in a creature bait or whatever. Uh, didn't have any flipping hooks. I didn't, didn't have anything that probably would have suited that scenario. <laughs> Out though. How it goes. Post some big ones. It went all right. So Joey Randall says, what was the biggest eye opener when you first started learning how to fish? Um, I'd say just um, being versatile, you know? I mean, I trying new techniques. Um, it's funny, like the Senko, talking about the national championship again, the Senko, I like, I actually rarely throw Senkos nowadays. And for whatever reason, I had a bag in my boat for the national championship. and. I heard some people were getting some Senko bites and I wasn't really getting drop shot bites. And that's kind of my go-to finesse technique, but uh, went back to the Senko and started catching fish on it. But I remember I started out with the Senkos and like when I first started, you know, fishing and kayak fishing and it was like a killer technique. But, um, you know, after, you know, seeing other guys catch uh, fish on different baits and, you know, trying it myself, I think that was probably the biggest, you know, eye opener is just, how using different baits, jigs, crankbaits, chatterbaits are just different tools for the job. And it's like a lot of folks will say that, oh, you know, there's fish there. You can catch them on anything. But a lot of the times you can catch different fish on 
different baits, if that makes sense. So I think that has been like the biggest eye opener, you know, starting out bass fishing is just, you know, people laugh when you have like eight rods on deck, but it makes sense. I mean, you can, you can pluck different fish from a school of fish with different baits and, you know, get some, some better bites. Hey, let me ask you about your setup, uh, Greg, because on your video, you were skipping that Senko under those treetops with ease. So did you have a special setup to be able to do that? Or you just practiced to do that? Uh, um, I mean, it was my drop shot setup. So it's a, I think it's a Phoenix 7.2 uh, medium rod. Um, I had a Stratic CI4 on there, 15 pound Power Pro braid, 12 pound fluorocarbon. Um, five inch Senko wacky rigs. I, you know, I, there was nothing too special about the setup. I think, I, you know, you, you cast a, Sen a Senko a couple thousand times and you're going to get decent at, you know, skipping it. It's an easy bait to skip. So, uh, nothing, nothing too special about it. It was my drop shot setup. Gotcha. Got a bunch of questions rolling in here. Uh, John Allen has asked 50 times, do you always use <laughs> straight braid with the rage menace? Do I use straight which, braid? Which, which which Allen is that? I don't know. Is he even um, Allen? <laughs> um, on a Delta, yes. Um, in clear water, and it's it's rare that I fish the Rage Menace in clear water situations. But um, actually, New York. When I so I'm going to New York in May, I'll I'll fish a Rage Menace on fluorocarbon. Water's a little clear. Um, you know, I can get away with it. So it's it's rare, but maybe like 10% of the time I'll throw rage menace on fluorocarbon, 20 pound. Gotcha. Damn. Jesus Christ. All right. Okay. Getting the rope out on them. All right. That's it. That's a big <laughs> around here, Greg, in, in the rocks with fluorocarbon on a swing head, a whole different technique, but rage menace is kind yeah. of the two for that. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of other questions rolling in. What's the one must have item you take with you on a day? during a fishing day, a tour day, it says. Uh, the one must-have item. Um, water. <laughs> Selfie stick. I don't know. Yeah, water, yeah, just like, I don't know. I get, I, I need it for me. I can't be one of those guys that goes without water in a day. I'll die. <laughs> Here's a good Cheers. Or beer. Dustin Latrell <laughs> asked, will you ever jump from kayaks to a big boat circuit? Uh, I, I probably not. It's hard to say. Actually, I had that question earlier today. Someone asked her get a, if I'd ever get a bass boat. And I said, and I, what's funny is when I graduated college and actually started working, my goal was to get a bass boat. I was actually like, that was my goal for my newfound income was to get a, get, get a bass boat. And I was, and I was doing the research. I was, you know, looking at trackers and aluminum boats and all that stuff. And, uh, so, long story short, the, with the work and traveling, a kayak made a lot more sense. But um, I would say the only situation in what I in where I'd get a bass boat is if I actually lived on a lake. Um, and I don't even know if I do tournaments then. But if I lived on a body of water, I might get a bass boat. You got a bass boat now, Greg. Stay calm. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it, it is actually close. So. So they're asking, are, are you coming down? Are you going to come come over to the house and fish this FLW tournament next weekend? It's next weekend? Yeah, come on. Um, yeah, no, no, I'll be in New York actually next weekend. You can have Jim's so. bed. It's fine. This place is way better than New York. That's probably true. Uh, I mean, we'll have to look into it. I'll have to see. 
<laughs> Are you going to be in New York City or like upstate? Upstate. It's my hometown is Seneca Falls, New York, Finger Lakes. Um, okay. So I'm going. I'm actually heading out uh, Tuesday next week for the entire month of May. So a little change of pace with fishing, but uh, looking forward to it. So Abel Patino, because this is how he is. What do you have tied on for Berryessa this weekend? I'm looking right over my shoulder. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the thing. You guys can probably guess. I have, I have no secrets. I, I can't I can't do that whole I can't I can't do the whole doc talk thing because then you'll find out I'm a liar later in my videos. Yes. But you know, um, <laughs> standard stuff: um, spinning rods, drop shots, senko, um, swim baits. Yeah. Okay. Getting hot. Going big. Going big. Yeah. <laughs> what what's your winning what's your winning prediction for Berryessa this weekend? Winning prediction. That's uh, five fish limits. So one day tournament, five fish limits. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say ninety eight two five. I said I didn't say Gunnersville, I said Berryessa. Oh oh Berryessa. Yeah. <laughs> same, same score. Same score. So but but that being said i I think just one person will do i don't think you're gonna see like top 10 over 90 inches i think it's gonna be like one guy gets like 98 and then top 10 will be like you know 84 inches or so 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 you're you're a dark horse greg so i hear (laughs) what what, what's up with that what's what's your little crew there what how'd that come about um yeah just so obviously you know a couple guys mike ensign alden uh obity williams lawrence we got two new members now i'm not sure if i'm allowed to announce that here but uh yeah uh no it just started out with alden and mike and myself um you know mike just said we should start a little group called the dark horse you know just coming out of nowhere getting uh cash and checks doing well which worked out for him that year worked out for mike not us but uh uh no it just kind of was you know about you know hanging out the night before tournament day before tournament you know kicking back hanging out having fun drinking some beers and uh it's it's become kind of like a i guess a small club but uh, always open for everyone else to join so you guys have a beer sponsor is that we do yeah yeah that's what i'm drinking right now a little sierra nevada how does how does one acquire a beer sponsor? That's that's what I need clearly. Well, um, KBN Live has ad space open, right, Ryan? We we need a beer sponsor. I need a beer sponsor what, and a liver sponsor. Two of those. What do you guys what what are you guys drinking right now? Let's see. Man, come on, quit! Don't. I'm gonna pull it out here. It's, uh, Ying. Ice cold Bud Light, brother. Oh yeah. Whoa. Bud Light. The Ling. Okay. Hey, Jim, wrong with Jim, that? I can't even, I can't deal with Jim right now, but, uh, how, how did that happen? How did you guys get in with Sierra Nevada? How, how did, uh, cross that into a sponsorship deal? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we have a guy, uh, Terrence Sullivan out here who works Baby, for Sierra. <laughs> uh, Terrence works for Sierra and he fishes the, uh, the Yakabas series. Um, so, you know, he's, uh, been, always super uh you know supportive of the dark horse and just us having fun and he always comes out and hangs with us the you know the night before tournaments and uh, like i said he works for sierra and uh he noticed our videos or our you know the videos that we post we do a little like pre-tournament derby that's kind of our our tradition nowadays i posted on my youtube channel basically 
we get our dark horse crew together we fish against each other the night before the tournament and a lot of that is just basically us drinking a lot of beer and fishing and uh he <laughs> he, he he you know he was into it so uh he had some talks with his uh you know the, the higher ups at sierra and uh, they were they were down to support uh, the fishing industry specifically the kayak fishing industry and uh yeah it's a really good opportunity and uh, it's probably going to make us all alcoholics but whatever it's too late but so it's, you're coming to you're going to come to gunnersville october 5th right i'm going to do my best have yes, you heard I will. anything about a beer sponsorship um for the tournament of titans i have not sierra nevada is providing <laughs> providing the booze for the tournament of titans uh we have a beer sponsor for the tournament so nice. put that on your calendars you guys come on out and drink you one perfect and uh very good if you're lucky jim jim will serve you <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm uh i'm in <laughs> oh whoa jim. so Vanden, you got this one. You want to read this one, Jeff? Go ahead. Well, well, he asked two questions. Jack Vandenberg, I probably said that wrong. He number one, he asked your favorite spring technique, but then he also followed up with, "Would you ever switch over to a Hobie?" Oh wow, two very different uh, questions there. Yeah, answer this one carefully. Real careful. Favorite was the first one. Favorite spring bait or technique? Right. Um, I'd say overall, it has to be a chatterbait. I mean, it's just my, I love the chatterbait year round, but I mean, in the springtime, it's just dynamite, you know, you, you pre-spawn, spawn and post-spawn, I get on good chatterbait bites. I mean, actually today I was out in the Delta and I, I did pretty good on a chatterbait all day. Um, so probably chatterbait. And second question, would I ever consider switching to a Hobie? <laughs> um i don't know i i i don't know i can't predict the future but uh, i i oh, like uh, oh, I, oh. I like i like my boat as is right now pour one out for my homeboy see you greg it's nice to meet you <laughs> listen listen there i mean i think every boat has its pros and cons for sure and i'm not gonna lie hobies are good boats i mean they're just not yeah, they are they are good boats um I enjoy, I will say this though, I like the native boats for the propel drive and the control. Like I, I think when you fish out of, and like me, I've been in native boats for a long time now, but I, I am so used to a native boat with a propel drive, forward reverse, rudder control. I just feel like I have perfect control over the boat. It's just like stupid. I remember fishing out of my buddy's bass boat last summer and he gave me the trolling motor and I felt like the biggest idiot. I'm like, I can't maneuver this boat with my foot. But, you know, with pedals and a little rudder handle, I, you know, I have a lot more control. So do you like the original Chatterbait or the Jackhammer? Um, I, yeah, it's probably the, it's actually the uh, Z-Man Custom Chatterbait. That's the one I've been a fan of. I tried the Jackhammer uh, about a month ago and it's a good, it's a real good bait. I mean, it's definitely uh, got some quality components, but I mean, today I, caught all my fish on the z-man custom chatterbait which is only like I don't know, eight bucks interesting yeah i know a lot of guys like the jackhammer and swear by it and it's probably true but uh uh yeah i don't know just uh i i can get away with a cheaper one so i'm gonna do it <laughs> all about that confidence bait yeah let's see we got people what do you got jeff you perfectly pc 
about your answer for the Hobie deal, but that's all right. No sense in uh, throwing shade on, on other boats when everybody makes quality. Well, not everybody, but there's a lot of quality products out there. <laughs> hey, go listen, go fund me, Jeff. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, shipment coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. Like a bolt of lightning. But anyway... Uh, oh my goodness. Good thing Jim's got his sunglasses on. That would have blinded him. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, Greg, are you coming east for any events outside of uh, like this Tournament of Titans or anything else? Yeah, I, I think the uh, Tournament of Champions in, is it in Wachita, Lake Wachita, I believe. That's the Hobie um, Tournament of Champions. I'll be there. Are you in that? Um, Did you already qualify? Yep, I qualified for that one, so that's one I've penciled down. Um, I don't know, it's and I don't want to say for sure, but there might be a little stint in in the fall of this year that I might try to head back east, you know, southeast and fish around for a little bit since I'm going to be in the area. But uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have some great tournaments out there, some great you know events, and I uh, feel like I'm missing out a little bit. <laughs> Come on, man, the fishing's pretty decent down here. I right hear it, it. It is for sure. Yeah, I know uh, being out in California, you kind of hear from some of the guys, they feel cut off from the rest of the world because you can't just hop in the car and drive, you know, yeah. trail event or whatever it is, because I mean, you guys are, well, yeah, it's the same, it's the same thing that's been going on forever, you know, in professional bass fishing, it's, you know, the Bassmaster FLW, there's a reason they have all those events out there. It's just, you know, where most of the folks are and, uh, it's hard to justify 90% of the field coming out West, you know, when you could just stay back East. Right. So Joey Randall wants to know personal best bass and personal best bag. Um, as far as weight goes, uh, personal best bass was, I think I did catch a so-called eight pounder one time off a of bed and I didn't weigh it, but uh, the guy that told me about the fish said he weighed it and it was eight pounds. So I'm not going to count that, but last year on the Delta, I caught one on a frog that was just shy of eight pounds. So that's my personal best weight. I did catch a 25 and a half incher in East Texas one time, but what? it was a piece of paper. So it was like seven and a half pounds. Um, and ah. that, that, that's that same that same day actually was my personal best bag as like 30 pounds and like 112 inches or something like that. Wow. And chatter, oh, chatterbait too. The old chatterbait too yeah. in the spring. So that's hard to Jim's beat. monthly bag. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was one of those crazy days and, but yeah, that's it. That's awesome. That's a good run there. Yep. It was. What about you, Jeff? What's that? What's your PB? PB, 24-inch on the dock. Didn't weigh it. And that was here, Classic. here in Arkansas. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. We kind of cheat. We've got a power plant lake out here. <laughs> uh, pretty much every lake on the Tennessee River is a power plant lake. So I like that. We're in good shape. Yeah, yeah. Not like a pond. Not like that. Not like that. Uh, sweat pump. Is that where you're going? Yeah. So, as you can see, 
Jim is way more powerful behind the keyboard than he is in real life. I just wanted to clear this up here tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I was saying, I was was telling you guys before we started this, that uh, I started listening to the podcast religiously on my way to the national championship. You had a lot of time in the car from California and I, you know, started like, I just started listening to fishing podcasts, to be honest. So that's why I started listening. And I kept hearing this infamous Jim Clark and I, I was confused and I didn't know who this guy was. I'm like, who is this guy? He seems to create some controversy. Oh, <laughs> Jim is a damn teddy bear. He saves kittens and baby birds and, and all kinds of shit all the time. He loves to stir the pot, but I mean, yeah, nothing wrong uh, yes, with that. Yes, Dan, uh, we are bunking up together. I have a twin bed. Jim and I are going to share uh, tonight. That's because Jim loves everyone. He said it, right? The hats are coming. Chase is, Chase is going to get them made up. He's going to have an asterisk for that one. That's awesome. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's got to go to bed. I just Uh-oh. saw the post. Uh-oh. Mama's, mama's on the live stream. Everybody calm down. <laughs> <laughs> hey that goes to something we want to talk about ryan which is uh kind of the state of our group page and what's going on on there lately and uh kind of the vibe of it it's exploded i mean even over the last few months it's gone up 1500 2000 people i mean we started at zero and we're at 6000 people in this facebook group so it uh kind of rides a roller coaster with topics and and different things we talk about so you know, what do you think about where we've come in such a short time with that thing? I mean, it's 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 been exponential growth, and I think part of it is the kind of open forum setup that we have. But when you come into this group, I highly encourage everybody to to uh, read the pin post at the top of the page and get a get a feel for it. It's it's not as serious as you want to make it. Like we're here to have a good time and, and bullshit around. And we do talk about, you know, serious topics and we brought a lot of good things to life that, that may have been missed otherwise, but you know, overall we're just here cutting up and having fun. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, you the internet. So don't, don't think that you're going to, you're going to come in here and, and find the answers to all the questions you've been longing for your whole life. Uh, you know, we're, <laughs> we're just here to, to make fun of Jim and, you know, try to try to make the world a little happier place. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing is supposed to be fun. We're supposed to laugh, have a little fun while we're doing it. And that's, you know, that's what we try to do there. So I don't know why Joey Randall just called me Jeffy, but uh, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, He's an emotional guy. He, yeah. he really is. And I, I like man. that. He, he is an Ike fan. He, uh, Jacking them off the I, I don't know if you saw that earlier, but yeah, Ike's son caught a good fish off the dock. Um, but <laughs> now we, we try to share good information along with all the funny stuff, and, and we have a good time along the way. Tournament info, like you said, topics that need addressed that maybe wouldn't otherwise be addressed, we do it. So, you know, come in there, share what you got, and have a good sense of humor. And I think anyone will, will have a good time. But the main point of this page is is the kayak fishing community. It's not it's not filtered. It's not edited. You know, we're all just kind of poking fun at each other, having a good time. If you want to post your videos or you know whatever, that's great. That's awesome. 
put a little explanation with it. Don't, you know, we're not trying to flood the page with a bunch of, of crazy stuff. And if it's like, I know some guys are new. I do. I understand that completely. If you post like super newbie questions, like is a sun dolphin seven foot good for my first guy? Like that kind of stuff is probably not going to be well received. Just a heads up, uh, kind of, you know, use your head on, on what you're about to post. But, but overall, I mean, we're, we're, we're here to hang out and have a good time and, and promote, you know, the advancement of the sport in a fun way. The brotherhood. No, I'm not going to stop. The brotherhood. Get it, brother. No. Uh, no, it's been fun. It's been one, fun watching it grow. And, uh, you know, like I said, good time doing the show has been a good time. And, and we've had some great guests on here. Greg, we appreciate you saying that uh, you followed along with our podcast and that you've come on here tonight and shared some of your secrets. Uh, it's been a good visit with you. So we appreciate you taking that time. I'm going to ask you one more thing because I'm a – healthcare guy myself has your thing healthcare uh your job taking you around the country actually helped your fishing helped you learn different techniques as you've had to be in different places oh totally yeah totally um i can i mean every every rod i have tied up right now whether it's the jig or a chatterbait or a crankbait i can specifically remember the time and place where i got comfortable with that technique and it was either because I saw someone else doing it or because someone told me about it or watching a video. Uh, but yeah, different, you know, places around the country, obviously fish quite differently uh, time of year, especially, I mean, you know, had to start learning how to fish in the winter. I mean um, yeah, definitely. It definitely has helped me become more of a versatile fisherman. Yeah. I figured as much, uh, like I said, you've literally been to all corners of the U S to, to catch these, these green fish. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, just about. So, so the other Alan, John, as they call him, he wants to know what are your thoughts on the guys who tag everything? It's a new trend in Texas, tagging your brand of shoes. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know there were um, shoes in Texas. I thought it was all shoes, but you know. Whatever. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I guess I don't really have any thoughts about that. I just. Uh, I mean, if that's what they want to do that's fine uh um i you know it's it's funny i'm not like a like a huge i'm a youtube person obviously i do the youtube thing but i am pretty much like non-existent i have facebook and i think i post on instagram once every two months but uh <laughs> here so, so we were actually talking about this in in our in in one of our groups designing a boat does Greg ever post on Facebook or Instagram? And I was like, to tell you the truth, I don't know. Like the, <laughs> the most contact <laughs> I've had with Greg is just through text message. Like I don't, yeah. I see his YouTube videos, but I don't ever see like a, a lot of, is that kind of your, you know, go-to form of social media? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, so yeah, YouTube for sure. Like I said, um, Instagram, maybe, I don't know, at once every two months and never on facebook <laughs> i'm not i'm not a good so i'm not a good social media person to be honest as, as yeah, weird as that clearly sound. yeah right you've got a million people following you and you're not a good social media person well i mean facebook stuff like that so i like what the point is i'm not i'm not uh, i'm not up to date with what's the, the trends of tagging stuff and whatnot <laughs> you're not here to give to give advice on hashtags 
don't know about it, so I can't. <laughs> take yeah. that. I got you. I would take that to say that uh, you've got this huge YouTube following. How many subs do you have now? Are you up to 50,000, 40,000, something like that? Uh, I think it's between there, 40 and 50,000, somewhere around there. You've never done any of the drop and go YouTube videos to 80 different Facebook groups or any of that stuff. And here you sit. So I, you have to agree the key to this is just quality content. It has nothing to do with sharing your videos a hundred times or anything like that. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, that's what I've been doing obviously. And it's, it seems to at least it doesn't hurt. Um, you know, I think with my videos, I try to just, you know, I, I I watch my videos once pretty much after I make them. And that's the only time I watch them. I mean, I'll watch a, you know, a rerun of a video. I really maybe like the national championship a couple times, but I pretty much don't watch what I post after it's posted. But uh, the one time I do watch it, I just make sure that like I enjoy it and that it's watchable and that I'm not, you know, dragging on or it's just a lot of, you know, you know, I think one thing, and this maybe this is a tip, but when I like hook into a fish, depending on the situation, I don't show that two minute fight. I, I cut to the key moments of that, you know, that catch. And I think with the way the social media, you know, the way the world is now and how quick we have access to things, I try to you know get to the point quick because, you know, you're going to lose someone's attention if you don't get to it quickly. So having things that drag on in videos, I think, is one thing I try to avoid. So. Yeah, you do a great job with it. And, uh, you know, I've actually, there's very few YouTube fishing, kayak fishing videos that I watch all the way through and I find myself watching yours. So obviously, yeah, you're doing something right with those. Appreciate it. In your own opinion, do you think that that is like a differentiating factor, like the guys that actually go out and catch fish in YouTube videos versus the ones that just kind of, put shit out there uh i do i think i think the first thing you need to do <laughs> is catch fish you have to be i mean i'm not saying i'm like a great angler but i think i'm you know proficient in it yeah, looking but, at the checking account i'd probably say you're all right <laughs> no but seriously like i i mean you have to be able to catch them you have to be able to you have to be decent at what you're you're doing in your niche and uh you know i think you know, catching fish is definitely important. I mean, I do have videos where I show the old, the old skunker, but uh, that's not too many of them. But uh, I think those videos sometimes people appreciate them because it's real life. You know, I, I film every time I go fishing. I film, and it, it's on YouTube. I had something pretty wild happen to me yesterday, actually, and that'll be up in about a week. So we'll see how that takes. <laughs> Were you attacked by a goose? That was. Uh, that's actually very close. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I knew it. I knew it. I smelled you just, it. I you smelled act, you actually, you. you just actually shocked me. I was like just thinking in my head, like, how, wait, how does he? What is he getting? Yeah, that's crazy. No problem, player. You should have gave me a. <laughs> you should have sponsorship. Yeah. I could put the teaser clip right up right now if you gave it to me earlier. That'd have been sweet. Oh yeah, it's uh, yeah. I can't believe it happened, but it happened. So that'll be up next week. So but Ryan was Ryan was close. This is probably the most serious question of the night. In and out or Whataburger? Oh man. <laughs> Jim. Oh <Jim>. wow. <laughs> 
wow, this is a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> Jim's making a, Jim's making a humming noise, and it's not even midnight yet. <laughs> um, I you know I think we need to get like an actual taste test. I think we need to get both side by side, and you like do the actual taste test. They're both. Are we tasty. still talking about In and Out and Whataburger? We are. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Okay. I think Greg needs to run for office. You got the right answers, man. You're just smooth. <laughs> no, he's he's politician now. Yeah. For real. <laughs> you can tell he's went from New York to California. He's got all the right answers. <laughs> well, hey, there's still a few questions rolling in, but we've been on here a while. I know you've got uh, things to do, Greg. We don't want to keep you all night. Anything else you want to hit us with before you get out of here? uh no not really just uh appreciate you guys having me on this is uh enjoying the show and uh like i said it uh it gave me something to listen to on my way to nationals while i was uh you know driving along that nice 30-hour drive but uh yeah appreciate you guys having me on nice yeah that was a lot hey, of fun make sure and like and subscribe like and subscribe <laughs> yeah <I> bet <laughs> yep you bet uh, well that was a good time, hey appreciate man. it greg seriously good job appreciate the content awesome job at the national championship Whatever you do, please beat Abel's ass Saturday. <laughs> Sunday? Y'all fish on Sundays, don't you? No, nah, it's just a one-day tournament. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Get it done. Well, hey, good luck, right. man. And once again, thank you for getting on here with us. And Jim Clark, thank you for uh, sitting on Ryan's couch while we did this show. Uh, we'll see you guys again in two weeks. And for everybody fishing all the trail events and all this stuff this weekend, good luck. We out of here. Take care. All right, fellas.